Hello, greetings, and welcome to the broadcast. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and I am here today with my brother in Christ, Pastor Adam Comer. And you may have seen him previously on a video about a year ago. If you're watching this on YouTube, I'm going to put a link to that in the chat stream so that you will be able to go back and watch that because you really need to see how God moved through his personal life and restored him. And now he is in charge at S2L, which is an amazing faith-based program. And we'll talk a little bit about that towards the end of the broadcast. But today we're really going to talk about a film that was produced through the ministry. And it is absolutely outstanding. It's called The Forgotten Pandemic. But first, I want to welcome Pastor Adam to the broadcast. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Maggie. It is always an honor to be on with you. I'm so thankful for your heart for recovery your heart for the youth and the work you do there and then the women's conferences and the the leadership that you provide there. It's, it's always a blessing to, to spend some time with you. I always walk away encouraged after our broadcasts or conversations because I know that we as a whole in the in the body of Christ, we do better mm. together. And, you know, the Bible talks about the hands and the feet and all the different things. And and I think that it is important that when we see something going on that's so um, vital to this season and like this film. It is mm. so vital to the current season because I love the title of it because it's the forgotten pandemic. Because mm. when COVID came in, there was a lot of exposure about, you know, the opiate crisis and all the things going on and the faith-based initiative that I'm a huge supporter of. Uh, we went through all the training and recognized that because we do believe that Jesus is the answer. Mm. And we're not try here trying to, you know, start any little, no, it's not blah, blah, blah. And all that we're talking about, you can look at the statistical statics of faith-based recovery over traditional recovery. And it's, and the writing is on the wall. Huh. And so the Lord is the deliverer. He is the healer and he is the restorer. And you're looking at a woman that's been walking out many, many years of freedom as a result of that, where I had attempted other things prior to that and never got long-term success. So mm -hmm. I love in the documentary, there was a quote in there going from you know, the whole freedom to flourishing type of thing. And so, Adam, I think we should go ahead and show the clip uh, for the viewers because they need to see this trailer. It's incredibly yeah. important for them to understand that what we have uh, is a tool that your church, your ministry, your small group, even if you're not, you know, maybe you're going, I'm not a minister. I don't have authority over the church and what my church plays and doesn't play. You can rent this and gather a group of people into your living room and talk about how does God play the role? He's the leader in this whole thing. Okay. Um, this is why, you know, even hardcore 12 steppers and we're not knocking the 12 steps. They're very effective when they're surrendered unto God. When your higher power is Jesus Christ, there is no limits because he wants to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask for. So we're going to roll this track and check this out. Y'all, you're going to love this. Awesome. This drug crisis is not just an epidemic. It's a pandemic. Matter of fact, it's a forgotten pandemic. We need to work together because we're losing a battle. And when we don't work together, that means we're going to lose people. As a young pastor, I'm supposed to do more weddings than I am funerals. That's not the case as an addiction recovery pastor. We need to help people understand the core of what holds them in bondage. People are looking for ways to not feel the pull that there's something wrong. 
I was an IV heroin user. I used everything from ecstasy to cocaine. I died of a drug overdose in my friend's backyard and was resuscitated. All these things became this like deep dark hole that I tried to constantly fill. I would try to fill it with a bottle of booze or you know a bag of pills or, or you know weed or something like that every night of the week and that just became who I was and I got really good at doing it. Got in a car accident in 1999. Doctor sends me home with Oxycontin, Valium, Soma and Percocet. Within three months I'm addicted to pharmaceutical drugs. Medicine is being pushed too much, and that's kind of how we've gotten to where we are currently. In the last two years, I've probably responded to more overdose calls than the eight years previous combined. Over 30 years ago, when I started working in emergency medicine, I dealt with the AIDS crisis. Currently, I'm dealing with the COVID-19 crisis, but through all that time, I've dealt with the forgotten pandemic. In our society, unfortunately, people look at government and think that government can solve every problem, and we can't. The church and faith-based recovery is much better equipped to deal with this issue than we are. Your identity in Christ and not your identity in who you were, you know, not your identity as a drug addict or an alcoholic. It's my identity is I'm redeemed, I'm saved, I'm a child of the King. I think that's, that's where your hope is. I went to 90 meetings in 90 days thinking that that was gonna change my life, but I realized that sobriety without Jesus Christ was always a dead-end street. I know that Christ is the answer to addiction. A lot of treatment centers will get people from dysfunction to function, and what Christ does is it gets people from functioning to flourishing. Once insurance companies start to realize what's happening, they're going to believe in the process as well because they're going to see the numbers. And the Word of God says that I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. I'm defined by the name of Jesus, and in Christ, I am a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come, and I take heart in that. Someone struggling with addiction has to start there. I'm not what I've done. What's true about me is what God says about me, and I have a new name. We're living in the forgotten pandemic, and it's killing hundreds of thousands of people a year. It's time for us to wake up. cheer up um, yeah. it's powerful it's powerful yeah. and I hope you all caught that website because if you didn't I'm going to share it with you over and over again uh, because I do believe it's so vitally important so uh, Pastor Adam can you tell us the backstory of how this all came about yeah it's 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 interesting we we it first came when uh, COVID originally hit last year um, I was I was I guess right around that time maybe a little before that it was time for us to as the ministry, as, as you talked about earlier, we were going to kind of do a, a refresher on our video, right? Our video for the ministry, like a three minute promotional video. And so I contacted a friend uh, that's really, really good, uh, Denver. He's actually the uh, director and um, editor for the documentary, Denver Schindel. And 
in that process, I just started thinking and all of a sudden everything locked down and we were all closed. But at the same time, all these documentaries started coming out and like Tiger King and um, the last dance about Michael Jordan and the social network. And it was just documentary, documentary. And, and, and it seemed like everyone was engaged in documentaries. And, and we kind of felt the Lord saying, hey, this is bigger than us 2 l You don't need a promotional video. Like, okay, well, what does that mean? Uh, and, and just felt like we were being led to make a documentary, never had any desire to do that in my life. Never, um, never have been good at anything like that, but our yes was on the table and we figured we're going to be obedient because he's at, God hasn't let us down yet. And, and through that process, just probably a year and a half process of just going, I think 23 different ministries, a thousand miles covered travel to these different locations, um, 350 post-production hours over a hundred hours of content boiled down to 40 minute documentary <laughs> so uh it's been a blessing we're very pleased with it we feel honored and, and whatever god wants to do with it we're excited if he does it absolutely it's such a beautiful tool because we need resources because people that have mm -hmm. not experienced addiction or been set free in some form or fashion from and we're not just talking about drugs and alcohol you're that was a focus but there are so many people that enter recovery for other life controlling things mm -hmm. and uh i had a lot of dysfunctions because it, they would transfer you know you might maybe you got free from drugs but you're you know you're at the mall every weekend and you're addicted to shopping or maybe you got set free from alcohol and you're out gambling and it's just like trading in one set of problems for another but a resource like this when it gets into the hands of, of a community they can use it as a tool to spread that recovery does happen it's not something that you just think well maybe i might be able to get free no there's freedom in christ the bible says that it is for freedom he set us free and mm -hmm. so and the validity of the bible is true and if you have any mm -hmm. questions about that you can always reach out to myself or pastor adam and we will mm -hmm. love to tell you mm -hmm. more about what jesus says about our freedom walk but yeah. okay so and I know I personally, I got that email from you. And I felt so bad. It was a lesson to me. I did. You, I, I tried to get you in the documentary. I, I did. You know, and <laughs> I, I regretted that my email was so constipated. Excuse the graphic description, yeah. but my email, that's what was happening with it. Uh, <laughs> and so yeah. I missed out on that opportunity. However, as soon as I got the email, it gave me the opportunity, uh, even though I was late and missed the production, uh, it gave me the opportunity to come alongside and start praying, praying yeah. for the team that was in it praying for the editing hours and all that goes into it because people that have had no exposure to film they do not understand that it's not like a weekend gig you don't go shoot something and bam shazam you know oh, uh, goodness gracious so much that goes into it so you must have had a huge oh, talk about that a little bit if i would if i would have known <laughs> what it took to make a film then I probably would have been a lot more resistant and rebellious against the calling because it is, I mean, to get one minute of, uh, and this could be off, but, but one minute of editable final mastered, um, content. Oh man, it could take, it could take hours, hours. And that doesn't include shoot times. That doesn't include traveling and setting up the lights and all this. That's just sound clips, cuts, taking out ums hours for a minute and so if i would have known then what i know now uh i probably would have been more rebellious but i do want to touch on something that you said just as a resource 
And that's kind of the main vision behind it as I, as I described it and kind of how God got us into it. But, but the message is we want revival and we believe from the rooms of recovery, the revival of a nation. And with that, we want to embolden the church that addiction's not a surprise to God, just to remind them of that. And so we got to stop acting like it. And a lot of the places that people go are really antithetical to God's word. And so we want to remind them of that and produce that. Uh, and so inside of that, a big resource for the church, I think a lot of people know is something called Right Now Media. Yeah. And it's it's really just small group study materials and stuff like that. And so we, we um, kind of showed them the documentary and, saw, and they're like, well, we'd love this. And we'll definitely, you know, do whatever you want us to do with this. But we want you to create a small group curriculum for churches or for a, a resource for churches to start a recovery ministry if they're not happy with, you know, the stand AANA or anything like that. And so on October 1st, they're launching. We've filmed it. We've created it. And it's from our curriculum that we use at the ministry called Lost and Found Recovery in Christ. Mm-hmm. And that also is if you go to the forgottenpandemic.com, you can navigate your way to find you can get the workbooks there. There's a 10 video series on that. And so it's the, the documentaries. Hey, here's the problem. Here's the solution. Now you can have resources and do something in your church that's powerful and effective. Powerful and effective. I absolutely love that. And I'm so excited about that because when we are talking about recovery in the church, um, it's, it's, I'm sorry, it's the forgotten pandemic.com. Oh, um, I, I, I don't want anybody else getting the credit don't, now. They're going go to go get in the wrong spot. That's going to go to something about let me, co- let me go COVID, here. and we don't want that. <laughs> there we go. Um, <laughs> there we go. Let's go back to that clip. So, but whenever we're talking about recovery in the church, you know, it's, it's so funny. Um, Coming up, first of all, for those of you that are not aware that September is recovery month. This is a month where people really highly promote that recovery happens. And it's a celebratory time as well for those Mm -hmm. that have come out of uh, recovery for them and their families to come out of being anonymous saying, yes, it happens because so many people are discouraged and they feel like there's never going to be an end to it. And I have dealt with this for many, many years. You know, I had my own walk and then I've I've dealt with it with family members and friends and clients and people are constantly reaching out. I don't think there's anyone on the planet that has not been touched by Mm. uh, addiction of some form or fashion, family member, friend, and the overdose uh, statistics are, they're out of control. Especially from, so we always have data from a year previous. So Mm -hmm. we have 2020's data and I'm sure as you know, it's, and and, you know, there was a lockdown, a lot of factors involved, but it rose, deaths rose 30% in 2020. And I think it's 94,000 people died of drug overdose deaths. That has nothing to do with alcohol related deaths. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you, these numbers are drastically lower than what's being reported. Unlike certain tenant that this is a, an area anyone in the field will tell you that number is not right for the very reason that you just said, everyone I know has someone struggling with it and they're lower because, you know, and I'm not a conspiracy guy, but just logic, you know, when you're dealing with the coroner and what's officially listed on someone's death certificate, you know, that's a slower process to a hey, drug overdose or hey, alcohol poisoning. You might see car accident or something like that, but right. But it, it is a, it is an issue that it demands the church's attention because we have the answer. It's not a surprise to God. It's not. Stop handing it off to people that don't believe the way we believe. And, 
I don't don't get me preaching, Maggie. Don't get me preaching. You know, I'll be like, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll pull out the Pentecostal hanky and I'll oh, shake it at you. <laughs> <laughs> it is true, though. What you're saying is true. It's time for the church to wake up. And we're not, you're not saying that, you know, a lot of churches already understand it and embrace it and so forth. I know, uh, I love that you had Dr. Martin oh, Brooks yeah. in there, friend of our, both of ours and colleague. I love him and his heart. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he is the director of the Faith Based Initiative. Yes. And so uh, for the state of Tennessee, so Tennessee as a state, it understands that this is a huge epidemic, but it also understands that the answers are in the pews. And mm -hmm. uh, the quote that he always used was power in the pews. And mm -hmm. that is where the power is, the power where we do not look at someone with, oh, my gosh, you know, you smell because you haven't had a shower in three days. And yet we're at home doing God knows what this is ungodly. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. people, um, the shame uh, that, that people carry that are struggling with addiction is already so great. There's nothing yeah. that we can say to them or do to them that would make them feel worse than they already do. They feel pretty lousy as it is. So when they come into a church, there should be that level of understanding and embracing them. And we're always going to have religious people. Uh, we're always going to have people that are in the church. You know, what's the saying that the guy in the church that's sitting there waiting for the sermon to be over so he can go fishing versus mm -hmm. the guy fishing, thinking about God, you know, type of thing. And so if you are watching this and if you are a person that does not understand that only by the grace of God, there go us. OK, uh, there go us, your daughter, your son. Everybody's parent is a parent to someone that is battling addiction. So it's very, very important that we're sensitive to where they're at on the way to where they're going because lives can be transformed. So if you're in the church and you do not believe in the transforming renewal of Jesus Christ and the born again experience, if you will, the changing uh, of the mindset, the renewing of the mind and all of that, uh, again, reach out to Adam and I, we would like to talk to you. Uh, we want to share the message of hope. And the message of hope is in Christ. And yes. you don't have to stay where you're at. If you're watching this and you're bound up, you do not have to stay there. So if someone was watching this today, uh, Pastor Adam, what would you say if they are struggling with addiction at home? Give them some words of encouragement. Yeah, twofold. Can I can I answer that for both people, for the ones yes. struggling with addiction and then the ones who see their loved ones struggling with addiction? Absolutely. Because it so works together. Yeah, to, exactly. So to the one struggling, know that there's hope. Um, I have a title pastor in front of me, but that's not my, that was never my plan. Uh, I lost everything and went to different secular rehabs, all this. And then when I heard that truth, I came in around Easter time. I actually came through S2L, the same program that God has me leading now, that, that he showed me truly what that Easter meant, that he died and rose from the grave and he did that for me and it wrecked me and i heard that message so many times coming up i grew up in church sure and when it when god just wrecked me with that it changed everything i had no longer had a desire to do things to please me and i had conviction against things that hurt the heart of god and so if he could do that for me i was a buster like i had no <laughs> Trust me, if, if you could see me then, you'd believe me now, as a, as a recent song said. So know that there's hope, and not because Adam says so, and not because just my story, but foundationally, I'll tell you, it's because of the Word of God says so. 
says that you have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. It says that if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. Know that there's hope because of the, the word of God says so, and it can't lie. Now, to the family member or to the church member, I think, and I've tried to boil this down, and I'm not trying to use phrases that are offensive, but hey, addiction's not a surprise to God. And I think all of the church would agree with that and knows that. But there's this rub, and the rub is, what if I say the wrong thing and someone dies or someone gets hurt? And that's a fear, and it's a real fear. But here's what you've got to know. They are dying. Yes. We just gave you the numbers. When you're silent, it's deadly. We have the answer. And as long as you're proclaiming God's word and the truth, you can't lose. Now, not saying that when people need medical attention that you don't give them medical attention, but that's just part of the journey. That's not, hey, send them off to detox and then make them go to a group that only deals with addiction. No, it's disciple them, bring them in. God didn't give different messages to different people at the Sermon on the Mount, right? It wasn't adulterers. It wasn't liars. It wasn't thieves. It was all. It was the same message for all. And so that's the encouragement. Be a disciple maker. Be bold. It is time. And that's the whole, you mentioned Monty Burks, uh, and he does talk about the church and the foundation that's the history, church history, not moving outside of the Bible and you just watch the church in history. We've always been the one to march into the storm. Always. Look at our hospitals. Look at all of the stuff that the names are churches. We've always been the one to march into that. And now is the time for the church to rise up. And I really believe, like I said, from the rooms of recovery, the revival of a nation, I really believe revival is going to come through this devastation. I really do. Like with all my heart. I believe that and I come in agreement with that and the prayers of that because I know so many people that have come out of addiction and the level of gratitude and you know whenever God is bigger than our circumstances and that's what takes place in a true recovery group when we understand it's bigger than us it's not about us it's about him and what he wants to do through us just like he's he took uh, you know Adam's stuff on all the things that he went through and turned it around and used it for good to help mm -hmm. others and you know he's pulling people out and so forth but if you are in that place where you just don't you it's like well that's good for them you look back upon like you said history you think about even the success within AA and NA that they've had is only contributed to because of the spiritual foundations because when those were written they were written by believers people sure. that knew that without God Apart from him, we are nothing. We're not able to do anything. It's only by his power that we were able to get out of bed this morning and and be able to live. And I want to piggyback a little bit on what you said about people dying in the stats, because in addition to uh, recovery month in September, it's also suicide awareness That's month. Right. And so it's, they, they go hand in hand because a large percentage of the suicides are people that are living in hopelessness, that things will never change. Mm. And they are stuck. And so, so many times, some of those that are reported as suicide, the root mm. of that was addiction because they seen that there was no way out. Or let me put it that way. They believed the lie that there was no way out. Mm -hmm. But lies always have the counterpart of it as truth. And the enemy uses that over and over and over again to entrap people, to put them in a state of thinking that nothing will ever change. Mm. Change happens. It chains happen. Change happens and chains fall off as a result of it. 
So I want to talk a little bit more about this documentary because I'm just so excited. So, okay. So tell me a little bit. Okay. So I know that it happened during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I know that there was a lot of hours put into it, Mm -hmm. but now, um, before the broadcast, we were talking, there's some churches that are taking advantage of this tool. And so if there is a pastor of a church or someone who is lead in education in their church function, how do they reach out directly to the link that we have here, uh, as far as the, um, products available if they just want to if they want to view it for their congregation what does that process look like yeah so there's currently just it launched as the as the trailer said it launched on the 31st which is international overdose awareness day so it's only been out a week Uh, but we have had some churches a church in new york uh church in east tennessee and a couple here in middle tennessee that are wanting wanting to do kind of a, a viewing for their congregation on like a weeknight and so if you go to the forgotten pandemic.com there's an option for multi-view um meaning like eight to 50 people or 50 people and up and it also comes with like promotional things so you can download um flyers and memes of like zach williams who's in it or mark hall who's in it um and just has kind of a clip of what they're saying uh, and you can kind of market it for that event and we'll partner with you email us at info at springtolife.net um, we'll send you whatever type file you need. We, we, we really, this is really a resource for the church that we, um, believe is going to be special. And then on October 1st, all of those resources, uh, for the workbook and everything are available now, but we believe on October 1st and right now media launches it. They've kind of confirmed with us that they're going to put a lot of, um, marketing push behind it, uh, because they really believe in it. And, and we think it's going to be a, a really useful resource for the church. I love that right now media is picking it up because they have a huge platform and they are in churches, uh, many churches. My previous church had a subscription and they allowed it free to the congregants. And I love that because there are so many resources available on there. So this is a way that you can tap in. And sometimes if if you're watching this and you're thinking, I wish I knew of some way to support uh, what's going on in in uh, S2L and other faith-based um, areas, if you will, this is a way you can support it. You mm-hmm. can literally purchase this film, give it, because it's, it's, it's going to be available eventually on DVD. Right now it's digital download, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right now it's digital download. And I just, I will add a caveat just because it's it's something that as you, as you go to the page and you can see the little, in writing if, if if someone's wanting to view it and they can't afford it please email us this is not a uh, the reason that it's behind the paywall is because the next distribution cycle uh as the lingo i'm learning um it's going to be early early next year probably january 2022 and the the goal there and the interest there is that we've had some streaming services that um believe that they can um get it on, you know, like a Netflix or a pure flicks, probably not Netflix, but something like that. And if we have it free on YouTube right now, they won't pick it up. And so that's the next. And then later on down the road, there might be uh, DVD options. But at this point we don't have plans for making DVDs, just digital downloads and rentals. Um, so that's kind of the cycle that we're expecting. Wow. I love that. I love that because it gives a great opportunity and um, hmm. I've got um Okay, so I I love the fact that we can support, uh, even if you do not have someone who is struggling, you can support 
the ministry of S2L. It's a local ministry here in Middle Tennessee, and I have seen the fruit. I have seen the fruit that comes out of this ministry. So this is a production that they took upon themselves, not because they're like, oh, we want to do a film, but because God mandated it. And when God steps in and asks us to do something, obedience is always better, even though it was a lot of work and took a lot of time. I'm very grateful that you have said yes. And you and your team. So talk a little bit about the team that was involved. We want to give them a shout out because they worked hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the team, I think you have one of them. uh, You have one of our teammates coming on Kevin this month, I believe. Kevin Falls. He's my little brother. I love him. (laughs) He's on staff with us. And then I saw that Sarah's going to be on. She's in the documentary. Uh, She, she truly is. She's like my little sister. She's like a modern day Deborah. I'm telling you, she's ferocious for the Lord. I just met her um, through a friend, Vanetta Carter, and I'm oh, so yeah. excited to spend some time with her. She's the real deal. She's the real deal. But uh, she actually has an event coming up for her ministry this uh, next next Thursday, not this Thursday, but next. And so that's going to be a big deal about biblical understanding of addiction and clinical understanding of addiction. So that's a that's a cool thing. But yeah, just the S2L team, just just all of this that got put on our plate in the midst of a pandemic, all while we just became licensed by the state. We just got joint commission accredited. And so everyone on staff at S2L, it's it's truly, it's an amazing team. We have 30 staff members now, full-time. Wow, and that's, when did that's that stuff happen? Since uh, January of last year. And it's, wow. it's medical staff, it's clinical staff, and it's truly an amazing thing to see the team come together because all of this obviously is from God and ordained by God and God, none of it's possible without him. But it's also really cool to see the team that he put together and that it's not a job that everyone sees that this is this is bigger than us. God's called us to a moment. What are we going to do with this moment? And, And as we see our country right now, we see the devastation of addiction. We see the division that's going on. What are we going to do with this moment? And it's such a blessing to see the team step up and just serve and know that, hey, if we're divided, that's not good. But if we're together, let's go. It's not about who gets the credit. It's not about who does what job. It's such a beautiful thing to see. And it's truly firing on all cylinders. It's, it's an amazing thing. And I don't know, I get, I get a little choked up just because it's, it's like, why, God, why are you even why us? Like what an honor. Uh, but there, there's hard days. Don't get me as you know, there's, there's hard days. And man, it seems like sometimes we call it trench warfare ministry, spiritually trench warfare ministry, but Oh man, it is such a, it's, it's such an honor to be a, a part of a movement that God's doing. And I don't know how else to really word that. You know, it is an honor. Anytime that we're used by the Lord, whether it's in the making of a film or smiling at someone in the grocery store and giving a word of encouragement, we have to understand that we are living in times where people are hurting and they might be smiling on the outside and bleeding on the inside and you can make a difference and they make a difference by being obedient. And that's exactly what Adam and his team did whenever they said yes. And so if you are wanting to say yes to getting this out, I encourage you, uh, 
you may not be a church leader, but you know your church leaders. You mm -hmm. may not be someone who is knee deep in addiction, but you know someone who is. And so get this, share the link out. And I put it here as well in the chat stream, but I also want you to go to the website because I want you to take a look and share about this film. But I also want you to take a look because I believe what S2L is doing is a model for other faith-based programs because here, this is, it used to be, if you were faith-based, you could not get any insurance availability or any type. You could not go to a program like that. And if a counselor was a Christian, uh, a licensed Christian then or licensed counselor, they would not be able to talk to you about God until you brought it up. And then it still would have a lot of secular things there. And I'm trained both ways. So I get it. I understand the theories, but I also understand the truth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, this sets you free. So with that being said, can you talk a little bit about if someone is looking for a treatment facility in yeah. um, how that would go about? Yeah, and so just just kind of backing up because this is going to answer it. If the forgotten pandemic's too much for you to remember or type, you can just type in s2l.net, uh, s the number two l.net, uh, and that's going to take you to the page where you can find the documentary and all the resources. But a part of that is we we have a part of this journey of being licensed and everything else and revival is we we've taken really careful notes, really careful consideration and. Um, if we, if we think that we're going to be a tool, we have to be able to walk beside people. So we have consulting options, whether it be a church wanting to start a recovery ministry, these weekly, you know, once a night ministries or a 501c3 that's like, Hey, we want to become licensed. We want to, we want to, you know, take it to the step and maybe be able to bill insurance and things like that. And so we'll walk beside you. Like I said, we've had that. And so when it comes to other facilities by October 1st, by the time that right now media launches at that S2L.net site, I'm going to have a page I'm working on it now. I'm just, you kind of have to, it's, I kind of want to vet certain places and not just put a place on there because they say they're Christian. I think a lot of oh, yeah. faith-based places or Christian places might not represent that well. And so I am creating a list for male, female, IOP, um, not, probably not churches because that list is available on the state, but I'm wanting to create a list uh, from across the country for people. And that's taking a little longer than I thought just because vetting, I don't know, I guess we feel somewhat responsible if we have a name on a list of a place in Texas and maybe it's not what we thought it was. But we're going to put that list out come October 1st. That will be on that S2L.net as well. Um, but in the meantime, I would say if you're watching this, uh, we're an all-male facility. If you're if you're looking for a female, let us know. Uh, we also partner uh, with multiple uh, places like Renewed Life with Blake Hamill. Are you, are you familiar with him? Uh, we've sent people to Be the Bush with Caleb. Yeah. Um, there's a, a for men an IOP um, one eight 180 degrees with Steve Austin. We send people to Renew Clinic in East Tennessee with Sarah. So there's strong leadership. Uh, yes. Blue Monarch for females here in Middle yes. Tennessee. Strong, strong Christian programs that we know of. Um, and let us know. We'll help you find one that fits um, for now. But then come October 1st in about three weeks, we're hoping to have a, a pretty decent list of, of resources. 
I absolutely love that. And I just want to commend you for vetting it because the term Christian is used very loosely and mm -hmm. we do have to, we are responsible. And I, you know, I, I need more resources to refer people out to because mm -hmm. what I do is, is different, you know, in the sense of I do more coaching with people and working with them after the fact to try to help them get back on their, their life back on track. And so I have, multiple people reach out to me all the time and I'm constantly referring out, but I have those ones that are true, tried and tested that I know that I know. And so outside of that, the more resources we have in our tool belt, the more people we can help. So I thank you for doing that. And so y'all look for that on the website. There's a lot of great information on the website and there that you've got to get this film out. You've got to help us. Mm -hmm. This is how you can help. You can help by sharing it liking it, going to the YouTube channel. Listen, help us help S2L grow their YouTube channel. That Please. is a great way to get uh, the word out, not only about this film, but about recovery topics. And there's yeah. so much great content on there and it's constantly being added to. So if you're not already following them on all the social media platforms, please go do that. As soon as this broadcast is over, go like their Facebook page, follow them on YouTube, subscribe to their YouTube and hit the bell notice so you get notifications for the new one. And you guys are on Insta too, aren't you? Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, the YouTube channel is S2L Studio. Okay. And what's interesting, we're actually building out, currently building out like an actual studio, not not like a YouTube studio, not like a real studio. Uh, but we're, we're one of the things we felt led to do is just consistently, like you said, put out quality Christ-centered recovery content. And so once that's out, there's two things that we're going to do. We're going to have a daily devotional. We're going to have a podcast. Uh, but we're probably going to have a vlog, like a daily vlog, where one of our staff takes you on a day in the life of someone at the facility, whether they're going on a hike or going to play ping pong, but really kind of talking through what, what someone who's been through it versus someone who's in it right now. Uh, just kind of a daily vlog. But there's, a you know, HIPAA things and stuff like that. But uh, we believe that there's just when it comes to Christ Center recovery content, and putting it out like that, it's, it's very few. You're one of them. But you could probably name on your hand how many are out there and really doing it the, with the passion and stuff that you have. So we're really wanting to do that. S2L Studio. S2L Studio. So you guys heard it right here. You need to go and subscribe to that. I'm subscribed to it and I love what they're doing and I love that they're reaching people. So, you know, Adam, you know, I always end my broadcast with the key. And other than, you know, all of these great things that we've talked about, we've been a little bit all over the place, which I love because that's what happens that iron sharpening iron, we get all excited. We might get a little bit preachy. We're trying not to, but uh, putting the film out there is a huge uh, blessing. So if you can do that and get it into the hands of those, not only that need the film, but those who can share the film because it's super important. And once that small group interaction comes out, I challenge you to start a small group, do it in your living room, do it at your church, do it wherever. Uh, because when people allow transparency, it breeds the ability for people to be real. And mm -hmm. so Adam, final words, what would be the key be for this episode? If you could leave the audience with the key. All right. I said it before, but I just, I can't shake this. It's just been on my mind from the rooms of recovery, the revival of a nation. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I believe it because, you know, people say all the time, they're like, why is it so many, you know, former addicts believe so passionately in God? And I'm like, cause they've hung out with the devil. They know that mm -hmm. there's spiritual uh, uh, things going on. And I'm telling you, if you, the oppression that comes from drug addiction or any type of addiction and the bondage that comes, 
there is freedom in Christ Jesus. So it is for freedom. He set us free. There's multiple. All you have to do, Google. I challenge y'all, go get in your word. If you do not have a Bible, go to Bible Gateway or go to Bible.com or any of the Bibles online. They're available to you for free. And type in the word freedom or free and read every single scripture in the Bible. And then come mm -hmm. back and try to tell us that people don't recover. We do recover. So God bless yeah. you, Adam. Thank you so Thank much you. for being on the broadcast today. You guys make sure that you get this into the hands of everyone. Okay. God bless. We'll so see much. you next time. Thank you. It's great to be with you. Great to be yes. with you. Yes. Always enjoy it. Thank you.